Do Good Charlotte is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. I'm Pamela Escobar. In each Do Good Charlotte podcast, you will find out who's helping, who could use a helping hand, and just how you can spread around your own good. In this episode of Do Good Charlotte, we are going to meet the founder and chief dignity officer of Project Outpour, and we'll inspire you to do good Charlotte by various ways you can get involved with Project Outpour. Laureen Jenkins. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're so excited that you're here. Me too. Can you first share what was your inspiration for your nonprofit? Yeah, it's crazy how a conversation um, will lead you on crazy paths. I was working for a nonprofit in Dallas, Texas about three years ago and um, encountered, um, after giving a tour of the food pantry uh, for a potential donor, encountered a homeless gentleman who was on campus often and we started chatting and it was the dead of summer in Dallas, so it's hot and gross. And so we just started talking and the conversation lent itself to me asking when the last time he had taken a shower. And he said it had been about two weeks. And in that moment, I felt totally disgusted that that's like this is a human being that doesn't have access to a shower. And I also felt convicted like, man, I thank God for all these little things like my cat and my job and my friends. And I've never stopped to say, man, I can shower whenever I want in a safe private place. And um, so, yeah, next thing I know, I'm getting back in my car to drive back to the office, and I passed a food truck at a light, and it was like, bam, this light bulb went off. Food trucks are a thing, so why can't we put showers on trucks? And here we are. It's crazy. (laughs) Well, and you've you've only been doing this for a little bit over a year now. Yeah, a year and like two weeks. So why Charlotte? Well, so Charlotte is home. So, well... I mean, I'm originally from upstate New York, but I've lived in Charlotte for almost 23 years. So Dallas was just a minor, you know, lived there for about a year. So I love Charlotte and, um, you know, Charlotte's home. And we've got a a decent sized homeless population here. And, um, you know, our numbers were almost at 2000. And so these people need some love. They need some additional resources. But it's one thing to have an idea. Mm -hmm. And it's another thing to make it happen. Yes. So how are you making it happen? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, there's actually a joke with some of my girlfriends and I. They sort of call me Lorraine gets crap done Jenkins. So I'm just not one to have all these random ideas. It's like, no, if I say I'm going to do something, generally I'm going to do it and fi- or find a way to do it. So yeah, we've just been working really hard over the past year, um, myself and my board. Um, and we somehow, I literally don't know how, but we ran- managed to raise $47,000 last year. And so... Um, we yeah obtained our 501c3 status as well and so we purchased in full the, our shower trailer our first shower trailer on December 21st and it was delivered to us from Chicago on January 25th so less than a year so we we've, we've been incorporate January 30th of this year was a year that we've been incorporated with the state so, so it's not just this light bulb going off anymore. You literally have a truck, a food truck, not a food truck, right. shower truck. What yep. do you call it? We do. Yeah, it's our shower trailer and um I'm kind of a nerd, but I, I assign gender and names to things. So it's it's really hard for me to refer to it as an it. So it's male, and his name is Syl for short. Um, my grandfather's name was Sylvanus, um, and his exterior is also silver. So it's it's Syl, and he's really special. And so we're, yeah, he's great. 
We're excited. Has SIL been used yet? SIL has not been used yet. Okay. Um, we are in the process of sort of getting all the last minute stuff ordered. For example, I just went by today. At, at the back of my car looks like Christmas from Amazon, but it's our, our bloodborne pathogen kit and our first aid kit and our water, our fresh water hose and different things like that. So working on getting all that together um, and then hope, hope, hoping to roll out in the next four to five weeks. There are a couple of other things we need, but we're, we're almost there. So what does this rollout look at look like? Yeah, um, you've said you've visited other cities mm-hmm. um, where this is happening. So yes. talk about that. Yeah, so it's been super helpful. So when I came up with this idea almost four years ago, I went home that night and I literally typed in Google mobile showers for the homeless. I was like, is this even a thing or is this just another ridiculous idea that I have? And sure enough, it's a thing. And so what that communicated to me was okay other people have identified this as a need and it's sustainable and working and the work matters so um, fast forward moved back to charlotte and um was went back to this this organization called lava may in san francisco went back to their website and basically said hey i'm in charlotte i came up with this idea a couple years ago i found you guys online my mom and i basically we'd like to fly out and volunteer and see this firsthand so we've since been out twice I've also been um, to McKinney, Texas to shadow with an or- a nonprofit out there called Streetside Showers that's been doing this for, I think, two years now. And so, yeah, that's that's been all a part of the rollout process is really just learning from others that are, have gone before me. Well, talk about that volunteer experience because that's what yeah. you're going to hope to have people do here, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was um, so eye-opening and awesome. I mean, I remember our, on our way back from our first trip out there, I was Googling how to start a nonprofit in the state of North Carolina. I specifically remember one conversation with a gentleman. He was waiting in line to get a shower. And so mom and I were just hanging out and I was she was chatting with someone and I was chatting with this guy and super articulate, really nice gentleman. And I just remember his eye contact being really, really poor. And I, I don't think I necessarily thought anything of it until he emerged from the shower. And his eye contact was completely different because he was he kind of walked out and was like, so anyway, as I was saying, and, um, you know, he was finishing buttoning his shirt and getting ready to brush his hair. And I remember looking at him and I said, I just have to point this out. I said, your eye contact is so much better. And he said, yeah, I feel human. Like, I, I feel like I can look you in the eye because I, I don't smell anymore. And it was so eye-opening. And, and I mean, there were so many. I mean, I had my pad of paper taking notes. But I mean, so many awesome nuggets of quotes from people. One woman who said, this shower helps me keep my job. So it's not only about getting work, but keeping work. I mean, it's just the stuff people said, another gentleman said, aroma affects morale. And I was like, how true is that? And you, you know, you don't think about that stuff. So it's just, you know, engaging with those people on a personal level has been so empowering. And um, I'm really excited to have that here in Charlotte. Well, that's what I was going to say, because there's, I'm guessing there's two showers in, in Sill? Yes, yes. So he's 20, yes. Oh, Sill. <laughs> so yeah, he's 20 feet long and has two private bathrooms. Um, and so in addition to showers, we also have a sink and a mirror uh, and a toilet as well. So anything that we do behind closed doors in our bathroom, our guests will be able to do. Right, but so I'm thinking, I'm envisioning a line of people. Yes. So the idea is that your volunteers are meeting with these people, interacting with them. Absolutely, yeah. So our volunteers will have um, basically two sort of roles on um, out on the street during shower service. So cleaning the bathrooms between each use. So we're not, you know, so we're honoring the guests that comes after they've got a clean environment and we're not spreading disease and things like that. Um, and then also another big part of our work is sort of, 
serving as a connector to other agencies that can really help get these people on a better path to self-sufficiency. So utilizing our volunteers that go through training with um, some social workers, perhaps through Urban Ministry. Um, I've had some conversations with them. But really sitting down, getting to connect with these people one-on-one in a really authentic and real way. And then really from there, figuring out what their greater needs are and saying, okay, this is who you need to speak to for X, Y, Z, you know, or whatever. So being a part to helping people get housing at the end of the day is just an added bonus to the service we're providing. Wow. So much more than a shower. Much more than a shower. But we believe a shower is a big enough draw, we think, to get some of those harder to reach people to come out and and then we can have those conversations. So I think super interesting about you is that you're saying, I was Googling how to open a nonprofit. So clearly yeah. this wasn't necessarily something that you had studied to do or knew that you wanted to do. Right. And I was looking at your background. You were in hospice, event planning, so you that for health systems and for nonprofits. Yes. So how did that all prepare you for Project Outpour? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I, you know, just when you look back, it's like, oh, well, this job you know, took me here or gave me this experience. And so I think there's a lot of similarities, regardless if it's a healthcare nonprofit or in the case when I was in Dallas, you know, working with impoverished persons. Um, I think there's, you know, nonprofits run differently than for-profit organizations. And so I think having sort of the the insider sort of feel for how things go um, has helped me, I think, better prepare. And then as far as like the partnership piece, so primarily what I did for a long time in healthcare was sort of the community relations and, and marketing. So when you would see this event is sponsored by X Healthcare or whatever, um, that was, you know, what my me and my team did. And so a lot of that is partnership management. And so that's really key now when you're talking about us having to collaborate with other organizations and um, potential funders and things like that. So that has all been super helpful because it's it's one thing to send an email off, but to be able to really know how to connect with people authentically and get them to buy into what you're trying to do, um, that's invaluable knowledge that I learned. But um, you know how to do that on a corporate level and you're also doing it on a one-on-one basis. Exactly, yeah, because that's important. It is. So, mm-hmm. um, I think most professionals want to feel like their work matters and that they are making a difference in the world. Yeah. So what would you tell someone who has a job right now and finds it unfulfilling? Man, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think it just starts with courage and bravery, like as cheesy as that sounds. I mean, if you, there's so much in life that we have control over and it's easy for us to sort of blame others. And I think when you get to the point where you realize, no, I have control over how happy I am at my job. And if that's not attainable due to other circumstances that I can't control, then it's my obligation to be responsible to myself and make a change. And so volunteering and getting involved in the community, figuring out what you're passionate about and seeing if you can make a career out of that. And even if you can't, you know, having the courage enough to just walk away and and trust that something else, you know, will will come about. So I I told you this before, but and you were a little nervous about this, but when I ask you, um, what is what has surprised you the most now sure. that you're doing this? Yeah, you know, um, this surprised me and it didn't. So I, I know that's kind of a weird way to tee this up, but I, like I knew it was going to be difficult. And look, there are people out there way more qualified with better connections in deeper pockets, right? God called me to this. I'm just doing it. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I figure it out day by day. And there's great people in my life that are sort of helping along the way. But um, I think what's been most surprising are I've had a lot of days where I just wanted to quit and give up. 
and that's typically like that's not me like I'm not one that's just like oh I'm throwing in the towel it's too hard and you know I might have days where it would be like all right I just I need to take a break I need to go out with my girlfriends and have some wine you know or whatever but I mean there was there was one particular day I was sobbing for 30 minutes I mean that hard like (gasps) you do when you're a baby uh, in my mom's shoulder just like I don't want to do this anymore I can't do it like I just want to work in nine to five like everybody else (laughs) and like you know, and she kind of talked me down from the ledge. And um, and that's happened a couple of times. So I think I've been surprised by just how overwhelming it can be and the feelings of there's someone out there way more qualified. Um, luckily, those, are, those days are happening a whole lot less. <laughs> um, so, but it's, yeah, I mean, the, the, the roller coaster is no joke. So I, I really, <laughs> I, I appreciate the honesty because I mm-hmm. think that other people, you know, you make these aspirations, you make these plans, you're clearly a big dreamer, but not, no one said it was going to be easy. Right. Yeah. And I, I wasn't expecting that, but I, I don't know if I was also expecting it to be so emotionally draining, you know? And, and I would say another thing that surprised me is I feel guilty when I'm not working, um, which is typically not me because I've always had really healthy boundaries between work-life balance. You know, it's, I, you would never catch me at the office working 12 hours. Like that's just, that's not healthy. That's not how I was raised. Like I'm not, you know, and that doesn't mean I'm lazy. Um, but it would, it would get to a point where it would be, you know, Friday night and one of my girlfriends was like, I haven't seen you in forever. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm sitting on my couch with my cat working, you know, sending emails or revising my business plan. And she was like, you have got, like, you have to be able to set that aside and still enjoy life a little bit. And so sort of relearning like when to turn it off. And that and then when I'm out that I'm not checking my email and I'm present with my friends and and but the, and that's okay. So I'm I'm getting there. I've I've been a bit more social these days, which is good. But you're pour, <laughs> you're you're literally pouring yourself into this. Yes. Yeah. I mean everything, everything. that I have. Yeah, cuz I believe in it so much. It matters, you know. We're going to take a break right now. This is Pamela Escobar. You're listening to the Do Good Charlotte podcast. After the break, we'll find out how you can get involved with Project Up. How long do runners need to stretch before hitting the road? This is a 60-second training tip powered by Ortho Carolina. Stretching muscles while the body is at rest can lengthen muscles and help runners improve performance, reduce injuries, and recover from a tough run faster. But how long should a good stretch last? The simple answer is 30 seconds. This allows your cold muscles to relax and be ready for work. Taking the time to stretch properly is critical, especially if you're coming back from an injury. Something to note though, stretching a muscle group for longer than 30 seconds can actually decrease your speed and hurt your performance. In addition to a good pre-run stretch, spend some time after your run and stretch the same muscle groups for 30 seconds as well. This has been your 60-second training tip powered by Ortho Carolina, official team physicians of the Carolina Panthers and proud sponsor of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more training tips or to make an appointment, visit orthocarolina.com. Laureen, how can people get involved? Oh, man. How can people not get involved? So like any nonprofit, um, donations are great. Um, We definitely need those. Um, And volunteer opportunities, um, we've got a couple of those um, 
sort of on the radar. We actually have our first volunteer orientation on Tuesday, March 5th. Um, and so, yeah, volunteers can get involved in numerous ways. We've got, we could do, um, if they wanted to host a donation drive for us, that would be great. Um, we've got, I update the list frequently on our website um, of items that we need. And so people can, you know, reference that um, if they're interested in hosting a donation drive for us. Sill will also need to be washed. Um, it's really important to us that the inside of him is clean, um, but also that the outside is clean and presentable and, and looks professional and polished as well. And so that, I think, could be something really fun for like a youth group or a Boy Scout troop or something like that, um, is making sure that he's taken care of on the outside. Um, and then other things, primarily having volunteers on site, um, as we talked about earlier, um, having them sit and engage with our guests one-on-one -on -one and also be the ones that are cleaning the bathrooms. So um, primarily those are sort of the, the three buckets right now. So when you say you have volunteer orientation, what is that yes. going to look like for someone who might be interested? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have written curriculum, and that's only because I, um, in addition to all the other gazillion things I've done, is I've got some volunteer management experience, and so I'm very familiar sort of with that process. So yeah, we're just going to get together 90 minutes, like super chill, like bring a snack, come in your jammies, I don't care. Um, and we're just going to hang out. We're going to kind of talk about um, the mission, why we started, um, and even dive into things other than opportunities but expectations so what volunteers can expect of us what we can expect of them and even simple things like the language that you use when you're talking about persons that are homeless or our mission and so just you know i i'm pretty intentional about a lot of that stuff and so just communicating that to people that are going to be representing our nonprofit is really important to me no that sounds important yeah and you were saying in addition so people can do volunteering yes they can also donate money obviously of course. but yes. they can donate things so things like towels and soap and yes and, and i thought what was cool on the website was that you were saying you could do it yourself mm -hmm. or maybe like at my job or i could or at my church i could organize a sort of a, a I don't know what you would call it, but same, yeah, like same a, thing. Yeah, like a, a fundraiser. Um, and we, I like puns and I'm super cheesy. And so um, we turn the word fundraiser into R-A-Z-O-R. Get it? Razor. So anyway, um, yep. You can, hopefully everyone's laughing when they heard that. <laughs> I think it's funny. But anyway, so, but yes, you can do that whether it's, you know, your work colleagues or, a, you know, any sort of group that you're involved in or, yeah, by yourself. But yes. Okay, great. So that's that sounds like a lot of fun too. That you mm -hmm. could make another sort of community involvement, absolutely thing. Yeah. Um, and how can people find you and your next event? Yes. So follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, our handle is at Project Outpour CLT. Um, and so that's where we post everything that's coming up um, and just some other things going on. So our next event is actually a kickboxing class, which I'm super stoked about, at Lenny Boy Brewery on um, Wednesday, March 13th. So it's 6.30. It's a 10-buck class for 45 minutes. You'll sleep great that night. Um, we do hope to have um, Syl on site to provide tours. Um, and then all of that money goes back to us. So we're really excited to have Nine Round as a partner in Lenny Boy um, to help us raise some additional funds and awareness. How did you establish those relationships? Yeah, so it's, I know, it's super crazy. I just am like on Google all the time. Um, and I'm also, I mean, I like breweries and that kind of thing. Um, and, I, you know, I enjoy working out. So there's a company called Work For Your Beer that basically arranges um, different workouts. Um, and sometimes they have a nonprofit charity component and sometimes they don't. And so I just reached out to the, the owner of uh, Work For Your Beer and I was like, hey, this is what I'm doing. And... 
I want people to come work out, drink beer, and I want all the money. So here we are. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a great idea. Win, win, win. Yeah. And so that'll be fun for anybody to come out and do that. And then also get to see, so like all the hard work. I know. Yeah. We we enjoy showing him off. So he's he's a good looking guy. I I was (laughs) saying um, to my producer, Brian, I love your logo. Describe the logo for yeah. people who are obviously can't see it right now. Yeah, so shout out to Becca Foltz. Um, she designed the logo. I cannot take the credit. Um, she's incredible. And so, yeah, it's basically a water drop and with the skyline of Charlotte in it. Um, so just sort of homage to, you know, we're, we're providing the service in the Queen City, the city that I love. Um, and then obviously the word Project Outpour, I've always sort of liked really funky font. So I wanted it to be like have a little splash of something different. So, yeah. Scream Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> and so are you thinking, so after the launch, uh, after your first event, where where do you think you'll be? Like, are you going to be like a food truck where you'll just pop up somewhere? Or how can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. So our goal right now is we are finalizing our partner sites. It's really important to us, um, especially as we're engaging with this vulnerable population, that we are at the same place each week and at the same time. And so establishing those partner sites and then our schedule obviously would be posted um, on our website and on social media for our guests to know. Um, And word of mouth, you know, it travels fast among that community. So people are, and I mean, people already know. So I'm I'm engaged with a group that engages with the homeless community often. And so um, one of my friends actually, she sent me a screenshot of one of her homeless friends who said, man, where's that shower truck? And she was like, it's coming. She just needs a truck. So um, so word's already out there. And then, of course, our partner sites would also be in charge of promoting um, our services. Uh, before you go, mm-hmm. you said the greatest need right now for your organization. Yes, that is a truck, people, a truck. So <laughs> we um, are just choosing to believe that one will be donated. I mean, you know, we're a new nonprofit, you know, a year and two weeks. And so funds are really limited. Um, and so we would love for someone to step up and donate a gently used one. Um, one ton will pull sell. Um, it doesn't need to be anything fancy. But yes, that is our biggest need. So whether it's a dealership, a landscaping company, an individual whatever we'll take it um we basically are a free mobile billboard um so we will slap your logo on the truck and that'll be great so anyone who has a truck please still needs a friend still needs a, a good friend <laughs> yes uh, to pull them along yes and uh so you're just saying like a pickup truck any yes. kind of pickup truck that would do the trick exactly it's a trailer that's exactly beautiful. yes mm-hmm. yeah and i think that there are some larger suvs that also have trailer packages um, I see I'm learning all about that stuff, too. It's crazy. I, I had no idea a couple of weeks ago. So, but, what, yeah. what would you say is the greatest thing you've learned so far? Oh, my gosh. Man, that's a great question. The greatest thing I've learned so far is, this sounds terrible. I tend to be a little bit of a cynic by nature, is people come out of the woodwork to help when they believe in something so great. And it's been really awesome. I mean, I got a call from a random woman this morning who was like, I can help you with a truck. Like I've done X, Y, Z before. Like I, f- I feel fairly confident about this. And she just, she heard us on the news. She heard our story on the news. And so there's just been a lot of people reaching out like, hey, I have this to donate. Or have you thought about this? Or do you have board opportunities? I'd love to sit on your board. And so it's been, we've just been really well received. And it's, it's really exciting. Yeah. It's awesome. Thank you so much for coming. No, thanks for having me. I, I can't help it. but think that because you're doing good, good yeah. people are coming 
to you. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. So do you know someone else like Lorene who is doing good in our community? Let me know. Tell me about someone or a nonprofit organization that should be heard on Do Good Charlotte. Reach out to me, Pamela Escobar, on social media. I'm Reporter Pam on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or you can go to the Queen City Podcast Network page and fill out the contact form for Do Good Charlotte. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. I'm Pamela Escobar. Thanks for listening to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Do Good Charlotte is recorded at the Queen City Podcast Network studio at Advent Coworking in Uptown Charlotte. Do Good Charlotte is a production of the Queen City Podcast Network.